Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Talking Deets. Your own personal Jesus. Malcolm Roberts was born in India in 1955 and moved to Australia as a child. He began his working career in the mining industry and represented Queensland in the Australian Senate from 2016 until his election was declared invalid by the High Court in 2017. He plans to recontest the next federal election. Not everyone agrees with Malcolm or his party. That's okay. Talking deets isn't a sounding board for one side of politics or the other. It's about bringing together people who may not have the same view of the world as you and bringing together ideas. As the globe becomes increasingly polarised, I think that's something we can all appreciate. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Malcolm Roberts. Malcolm Roberts, welcome to Talking Deets. Thank you for joining us. It's a pleasure and thank you for having me, Steve. You entered the Australian Parliament in 2016 after a distinguished career in the mining industry and as a management consultant. Can you tell us what motivated you towards political activism and ultimately federal politics? And going on from that, what vision do you have for Australia's future? Sure. With regard to the motivation, as my qualifications include an honours degree in engineering, uh, I was taught about carbon dioxide the gas that's a natural trace gas. There's so little of it in the atmosphere that it's called a trace gas. It's scientifically known as a trace gas. And we were being told all kinds of things about the climate being disrupted by our production of carbon dioxide. And I thought that was ridiculous. Then I thought, who am I to to challenge uh, thousands of scientists and thousands of uh, politicians? And then I kept just, just ate away at me. And I just kept thinking, I'll have to do my own research. So I did that and I found there was no evidence whatsoever that human carbon dioxide is affecting the climate. And I found that there's no evidence that human carbon dioxide can even affect the climate because the level in the atmosphere is controlled by nature entirely, regardless of how much we produce it. And then I found myself um, diving further because I wanted to know why this was this false claim was being perpetrated. And I found out the motivators and uh, the people who were perpetrating it. And then I started pursuing politicians, thinking naively, at the time, that all I had to do was present the science and the politicians would say, okay, end of story. That didn't work. So then I presented the corruption. That didn't work. Then I presented the motivations of the people driving it. That didn't work because what I realised was that Parliament was essentially written, written or read, led by people who are gutless, ignorant and weak. And that applies to both parties. Topped off at the head of both major parties, particularly the Labour Party, by a bunch of corrupt people who are pushing... Uh, an external agenda. So um, I pursued them, pursued them, pursued them. I realised it wasn't going to get anywhere. I noticed a number of other very talented, capable people came to the same conclusion. And then I was asked to speak at various rallies and I got a reputation for speaking effectively and strongly. And Pauline Hanson heard of me and, and asked me to speak at one of her meetings and she liked what I had. And then um, <clears throat> we did some other engagements together uh, and then she asked me to stand beside her in the Senate because she wanted someone who could speak strongly with her in the Senate. So I agreed. Um, I did a, a lot of work on, on uh, investigating Pauline, spent 11 and a half hours one day listening to her, asking her questions, doing an interview, basically, of her. And um, I was convinced that Pauline was the real deal. And many people I know spoke so strongly of her, favorably of her, after knowing her for 20 years, that uh, her, her honesty is there, her courage is there, her commitment is there, and her passion is there for the country. So that's what made me jump in to fix this climate con that's an absolute con. 
and it's so destructive to our country. Quite a number of Australians would support a lot of what your party stands for, whether it's support for Australian jobs, freezing politicians' wages, increasing the age pension, or opposing CSG exploration on prime agricultural land, just to name a few. But in 2016, your party received just 1.3% of the primary vote in the House of Representatives. What's the best possible way to capitalise on these sentiments and translate it into votes? Well, continue to do what, what we've been doing, which is to listen to the people. No one else does that because the other parties are controlled by the backroom power brokers. So even if, they, even if they're members of parliament, Steve, listen to the people, they wouldn't get anywhere because they can't do anything about what they hear. And so <clears throat> we're the only ones that really go out and listen. Secondly, we're the only ones that speak up strongly. We basically say what the people are telling us, and that makes us popular with the people. And thirdly, we have the strength to continue and the courage to continue even when we're outnumbered. And people are starting to respond to that. People are now starting to see for the first time in the last few months, I'd say, One Nation has risen enormously over the last two years. It's gone from just a few percent to 22% across the seats in which it ran a candidate in the Queensland state election. And some seats, we were the two-party preferred uh, candidate, actually, in some of the seats in Queensland. So what we're developing is a very strong groundswell. People are now realising for the first time ever that there is now an alternative to the Liberal Labor Club. And people can see that it doesn't matter whether, who's in power, Liberal or Labor, they're going to get the same basic nonsense shoved down their throat. High taxes, high energy prices, lack of accountability in government, uh, and, and also immigration that is not going to keep Australia secure. And when you see so many breaches of governance and so many examples of poor governance in this country, and our country actually being sold away through being subordinate now in sovereignty terms and governance terms to the United Nations, people are tired of it. And they're looking for security. They're looking for security economically, looking for security in terms of their own safety around the streets. They're looking for their own security as a nation, their identity as a nation. People around Australia value Australia's values, Australia's culture and Australia's law, and they see that as under attack, not only directly by Islamic extremism and, in fact, the Islamic enclaves that are now gathering in this country, but also by gutless politicians who won't say things as they are. So they, they can see us as being the ones who will say what they are thinking, what the people are thinking. So our, our momentum continues to build. Now, the architecture of the political right in Australia is currently more dispersed than the left. We have the Australian Conservatives, the Shooters, Fishers and Farmers, Cutters Australian Party, the Liberal Democratic Party and, of course, your party. Could you envision more unity between these groups? Yes, I can. Um, many of the smaller parties are actually starting to shrink in size and those, the previous voters are now coming to us. That's one way we'll unite that um, conservative. And also remember that there are many social conservatives, socially conservative people within the Labor Party. And as the shortened Labor Party or the new Labor Party has abandoned its roots, many of the conservative Labor people come to us. And of course, under the Turnbull Liberal Party, it's abandoned its roots in true liberalism and many of the liberals are coming to us. So we are becoming de facto the uniting force in the country as we see it in many areas. In addition though, there are some other minor parties that, that remain somewhat strong and they're now starting to realise that we need to share preferences because that, that then enables us to amalgamate our votes. So whichever small party, minor party, medium-sized party gets ahead in the electorate, 
then the others can step on, can can fold in behind and encourage their voters to share preferences, to give their preferences to that leader party. And just finally, you have a reputation for being extremely passionate and a very hard worker. Other younger representatives could be uh, exhausted by the demands of federal politics. What keeps you so energised? Well, I stay pretty fit. I have an exercise regime. I have a meditation regime that I do twice a day, uh, anywhere from one and a half hours to two hours a day. Um, people wonder then how can I possibly devote uh, one to two hours to meditation? And based upon my own experience, I can't afford not to do it. It keeps me calm, keeps me grounded. It enables me to listen better and to function more effectively. And it, it gives me a lot of energy because it reduces the sleep time. So it's the meditation practices, the, um, my, my faith in, in the universe, and also um, my physical fitness. And, um, yeah, and just being honest and true, it's so easy, so, so easy to speak passionately and strongly and work long hours when we're doing what we believe in and we're not hampered by backroom power brokers as, as the two old, tired old parties are. And Pauline is so vibrant. She sets an example in herself. She's the hardest working MP in Parliament by a long, long way. She's the most courageous. She's the most outspoken. She's the, she, she takes issues up and she's out there listening. And, you know, Pauline's made it very clear recently. Uh, she was always very happy with, with my work, but she's made it very clear recently that anybody getting into Parliament on her name needs to work to her standards. And for me, it's a delight to serve the people of Australia. It really is. That's what keeps me going. And there's so much to be done, so much to be brought back, because we just need to return to reality in this country and bring back Australia. Just get back to basics. And it's just common sense. It's so easy without the, the, the rubbish that is peddled in Parliament right now for our party to just function properly, despite the media uh, disparaging us, despite our, our political opponents being fear, afraid of us. So that's what keeps me going. It's a passion for the country and a, and a passion to do well for the people who have been left behind in our country. We'll have to leave it there. Malcolm Roberts, thank you very much for your time today. You're welcome, Steve. A pleasure. Reach out and touch faith. Reach out and touch faith.